Good afternoon, everyone. Kurt Everson in Pier, where it is a sunny 48 degrees, reporting on legislative news that may or may not be of interest to you bankers. My first bill today is House Bill 1283, dealing with cross-default provisions in loan agreements. A total hoghouse amendment was placed on Representative Kevin Jensen's placeholder in the House Commerce and Energy Committee on Wednesday morning. The committee then moved to defer the bill until Friday for a formal hearing, giving parties of interest an opportunity to analyze the amended bill. We subsequently distributed the amended version to all SDBA members, asking for their feedback on this proposal to require lenders to separately reprint any cross-default clause from any loan agreement in at least 10-point bold type and also include a plain language summary along with duties created by the clause and to provide for a borrower's signature attesting to his or her awareness of the terms. Bankers who responded to my inquiry posed numerous questions regarding both the intent and the scope of this proposal. But respondents were very clear about one thing. Passage of the amended version of HB 1283 would be a very bad move. SDBA General Counsel Brett Kennecke testified in opposition to House Bill 1283 Friday morning, as did Dean Krogman on behalf of the Independent Community Bankers of South Dakota and Brett Afdahl, Director of the South Dakota Division of Banking. Their persuasive arguments, coupled with banker contacts made with members of the committee in advance of the hearing, prompted committee members to defer HB 1283 to the mythical 41st legislative day by a vote of 7 to 5. To some degree, I think the vote margin reflected a degree of confusion on the part of committee members, both procedural and substantive in nature. Thanks very much to everyone who reached out and expressed concerns about House Bill 1283. Your engagement did make a difference. SB 157 uh, deals with rural development projects and local government processes. Members of the, state, the Senate State Affairs Committee spent two hours Friday, Wednesday morning debating and listening to witness testimony both for and against Governor Nome's bill to add clarity, transparency, and certainty to county zoning, conditional use permits, and seldom used special permitted use processes. I joined representatives from a total of 20 farm and business groups offering testimony in support of SB 157. I characterized banking industry support for the bill along the lines of reducing government uncertainty and providing economic opportunity to support the transfer of South Dakota's farms from one generation to the next. The measure was approved and sent to the full House of Representatives on an affirmative vote of 6 to 3. SB 148 is the Uniform Financial Power of Attorney Act. On Wednesday, members of the Senate Judiciary Committee voted unanimously in support of sending the Uniform Financial Power of Attorney Act to the full Senate. The Senate followed suit on Thursday, forwarding SB 148 onto the House of Representatives. SJR 502 deals with a 
the concept of a pooled local government investment fund. During last week's meeting in Pierre, members of the SDBA's Legislative Committee considered whether or not the SDBA should establish a position for or against this measure that would allow units of local government like counties, cities, school districts, etc., to send up to 20% of their cash reserves to the state treasurer for deposit into a pooled local government investment fund. SJR 502 intends that those funds would be handed over to the South Dakota Investment Council for investment in a diverse portfolio of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and the like. Unlike bills introduced in the House and Senate, if approved by the legislature, this proposed amendment to South Dakota's Constitution would be placed on the November 2020 ballot. South Dakota's voters would ultimately determine the proposal's fate. SDBA leadership ultimately decided to take a neutral position on this proposed constitutional amendment. Bankers did find it curious that banks must pledge assets on a dollar-for-dollar basis for any amount of local government deposits above FDIC coverage levels, while SJR 502 would let county, city, or school district officials decide whether or not to send up to 20% of its reserves to Wall Street. On Friday morning, members of the Senate Appropriations Committee voted to table HJR 502 after the governor's office worked out language with sponsors that apparently would allow some level of local government investment in brokered certificates of deposit. That compromise is slated to be amended into one of the available hoghouse vehicle bills. SB 185 was a proposal to regulate the use of facial recognition technology. This measure sought to define and create a regulatory framework around the use of facial recognition technology by any legal entity conducting business in South Dakota. Earlier this week, SB 185's prime sponsor, Senator Chris Chris Langer of Del Rapids, decided to withdraw SB 185 from any further consideration during the 2020 session. HB 1126 and 1127 each deal with appraisers, real estate brokers, and real property evaluations. These two bills to clearly establish the legal ability for appraisers and real estate brokers to produce evaluations of the estimated value of real property will have their first hearing on the Senate side next Monday in the Senate Taxation Committee. Since no groups or individuals opposed either of these bills on the House side, I anticipate quick, positive Senate action on the bills next week. Well, two-thirds of the legislative days for the 2020 session are in my rearview mirror. With a ton of bills still in play, however, the pace of activity for the next two weeks is going to be a bit hectic. Rock and roll. That's it for this week. Please call me or let me know if you have any questions or concerns. Have a great weekend.